And what I would say is being a female investor, the community of female investors worldwide is incredible. Everyone is, it's, it's not really competitive. Everyone's there to support each other. We're all there to kind of ensure that women have a seat at the table to advance their career in this. And because because if you think about it, if Ventures is, is um, funding the future companies of today, they're gonna be in charge of the products that we all use, the businesses that we then go and work for. And so if we can start now having a more diverse set of founders, then we can really fundamentally change what the future looks like. You're listening to Hell of a Business Podcast. In this episode, we talk about investors, startups, and we will focus on female founders. My name is Sonia Malin, and I'm joined in the studio by early-stage VC investor Sophie Winwood. Welcome, Sophie. Hi, I'm really excited to be here. The 90-day FIN program, which started at the beginning of August, brought a number of top experts in the field of technology to Finland with the aim of getting to know Helsinki and the city's business field. So, Sophie, you're a born and bred Londoner, Londoner who likes the outdoors. Have you enjoyed the Finnish nature? Before you answer, I need to confess that I've seen photos of you running in the forest, so I might have my answer. Yeah, I mean, this place is an absolute running heaven. I have really loved it. I've tried to get out sort of two or three times a week. And the fact that you can just within 20 minutes, be in the middle of nowhere on this beautiful forest is obviously quite different from from London, where I'm pounding the pavements in search of of green parks. So, um, yeah, I I was very fortunate enough to um, have a um, someone reach out to me on a Facebook group and I uh, took me around all the trails properly, sort of got into the technical trails last Sunday. Um, but, yeah, excited to keep exploring, really. Oh, so you have a tight... Uh, running community here already. I wouldn't say community, but uh, I've, um, I, I, I've sort of begged running groups to to sort of take me out and about because I, you know, it's it's like anywhere when you get someone who knows the place really, really well, then you experience it properly. I'm just running around on paths and sort of, you know, following my nose, but someone who can take me on these really cool trails and see areas I never would have found myself um, has been really fun. So hoping to find some more like-minded trail runners over the next couple of weeks as well. Cool. So you have been now in Finland for some weeks. Um, how does the Helsinki Business landscape, look in the eyes of a VC investor from BCBC London. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I first arrived, it was it was very different. I think the combination of uh, the smaller sides of the city and then COVID meant that, you know, I'm, a, I'm used to London where there's thousands of people all trying to get on the tube and it's always busy. You can't get into any restaurants, whereas here it was just felt really relaxed and nice and easy. Um, and one thing I would say is everyone's been so incredibly welcoming. I I couldn't have asked for anything more. I I you know put one post on LinkedIn and one post on Twitter, and so many people reached out to me to organize breakfast, to chat, to introduce me to people. Even people from London were like, "Oh, you should meet this person. They're based in Helsinki." Um, so I found it really you know really welcoming um, and and very exciting. I think the startup ecosystem 
is at a really exciting place. There's obviously this whole infrastructure that's being built around it. Um, so yeah, it's just been been very exciting so far. Wonderful. So today we're going to talk about investors, startups, and the perks of having diversity in founding teams and within venture capital. Um, the world of startups is still predominantly male-dominated, but luckily I believe this is changing as uh, female-led companies get more ground and spark the interest of venture capitalists. But a question to you, um, what do you think about incorporating gender in the business and startups? Is this necessary still in today's world? Absolutely. Um, I would say even more necessary in, in today's world now that um, we've realized it's such an issue. Um, you mentioned that it's getting better in terms of female founders, but that's unfortunately not showing through in the numbers. It, last year, we saw only 2% of total VC funding go to Uh, companies with female founder only teams, which is crazy. You know, more more capital went to uh, one company raising a large round than to all female founders in a whole year. So there is definitely more more that we can do. And what we're seeing is that at Anthemis, we take diversity really, really seriously. We actually, it's part of our diligence process. So if a company doesn't expressly understand how important diversity is to their business in terms of hiring, in terms of customer acquisition, then we won't invest in them. You know, they need to really see this as a prioritization in their business. And it's 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 good for, it's not just good, you know, a feel good thing. It's good for the business. There are multiple different studies that say that having more uh, gender diversity, diversity of thought um, can increase uh, profits, can be, uh, increase VC returns. So I think, I hope the industry is starting to wake up and see how important it is. And hopefully we'll then start seeing that kind of show through in the numbers. Yeah, excellent. Let's dive deeper. Um, you have probably heard the statement that people tend to solve problems they themselves face in their everyday life. And does this resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things we look for is 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 founder market fit. So, you know, if you want to solve a problem, a big, ugly problem, it's great if you love the problem and you know the problem inside out. And so we're not saying that all founders need to have lived and breathed the problem, but it does really help because those days when, you know, you haven't made that much money and things are going wrong, to have that passion and drive because you've lived and and known the problem is is a big important factor. Um I might preempt one of your questions coming up, but I think that is sometimes can be an issue, especially in the sector that I focus on, which is fintech, financial technology, is you do have less women working both in financial services and in technology. Um, and so it means that we're, we're kind of not getting that pipeline of women coming through into into startup world. So in your opinion, it's important to diver- diversify the venture capital scene as well. So not only the founder side, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, terrible stats on this. I don't have them off the top of my head, but I know that, you know, at top levels like partner level, there are there are very few female partners, um, and then that filters down into kind of general um, investors. It's got so much better in the last year, and what I would say is, being a female investor, the community of female investors worldwide is incredible. Everyone is it's it's not really competitive. Everyone's there to support each other. We're all there to kind of ensure that women have a seat at the table to advance their career in this. And because because if you think about it, if venture is is um, funding the future companies of today 
They're going to be in charge of the products that we all use, the businesses that we then go and work for. And so if we can start now having a more diverse set of founders, then we can really fundamentally change what the future looks like. Um, and that, it, I think, in part comes down to the investors that make that decision. So let's continue with the same topic. Um, but before asking you anything, I, I, I'd like to talk about Finland a bit, how we see uh, equality, because I think uh, Finnish people like to highlight that mm. one pillar of the Finnish society, that we we are really equal. Uh, one example is that our latest government uh, got into the world's headlines as the first all-female-led government. And Finland has more female entrepreneurs per capita than the European average But still, yet, you know, in venture capital-backed startups, very few women occupy the leadership positions. And I have some numbers here. Only 15% are in top management teams and 8% on boards. And there's another report. I have more numbers. Um, <laughs> makes me a bit sad. This is by the Unconventional VC Fund, which states that startups founded by females only got the 2%. This is something you already mentioned of all capital invested in the Nordics. And additionally, the rounds were smaller uh, than for the male-led startups. And I know you have worked a lot to change this. Uh, in your opinion, what needs to happen for females to found more startups and uh, additionally get more funding? Yeah, there are unfortunately so many things. I'd love to say there was this one thing that we could do to uh, quick fix it all. Um, But I mean, so it really starts at school, actually. Um, not enough women, not enough girls are doing STEM subjects. Not enough um, young women are being encouraged to uh, focus on things like finance or technology. Um, in businesses um, with the gender imbalance, that means that women aren't seeing um, female role models in positions of power within tech startups within boards and so they if you're not seeing a role model then you're not you can't envis envision that path for you um and then the point that i mentioned about invest female investors not enough female investors um and then it's about kind of education and um, networks for women so that they can You know, they're, they're not in these ingrained male networks where everyone's referring each other deals and everyone knows everyone and can kind of say, you know, you should have a look at these these companies. And so a lot more is needed to um, to support women getting ready for funding, um, understanding what um, they need to build a business in a venture capital world um, and, you know, building a network of advisors and mentors so that they're in the best position they can to raise capital. So... Quite a bit more to do, I think, um, but I think we're starting to have the right conversations. Um, one thing I would add, actually, which I think has changed a lot in recent years, which is super positive, is this trend to data reporting. We can't know what to do if we don't know what the issue is. And now at least companies are having to report these, uh, you know, gender pay gaps um, or gender imbalances. And so at least now with the data in front of us, we can start to make informed decisions about what's needed to happen. What do you think? Do we focus too much on obstacles or this type of hardship when we talk about those women-driven uh, entrepreneurship? Sometimes I think we do because it creates this um, 
environment which is like us and them. It's like, oh, well, we are not getting all of this and it's because of the patriarchy and, you know, it, it creates this quite combative um, experience sometimes when you're trying to have a conversation. Whereas I think what we should be doing a lot more, which is one of the things I used to work for a company called Innovate Finance and we did this women in fintech power list and that was all about celebrating the women in fintech. And so I think what we should be doing more is just celebrating the wins, finding these role models, putting them out there, ensuring that they're up on stage, ensuring that their voice is being heard so that we can say, look, this is possible if you want to do this. Um, let's hear from more kind of diverse voices. So while obstacles is important, we need to reference them then. I think we can take a more positive lens to this in, in some respects. Yeah. To your job. So your job, uh, your daily job is to discover and execute early stage investments. And that means you invest in companies that are in the beginning of their journey. What would catch your interest in a startup? Yeah, so I mean, that's that's like the uh, the golden question, isn't it? So um, I'm going to give you the boring answer first, and then and then I'll give you the sort of like what I like to see. So um, we kind of look at three areas, which is um, like product. Is it a differentiated product that is um, being propelled by either market or technology shifts? Um, The kind of second is market. Is it a big market or is it a growing market? And is there room for disruption in that market? And then the third is team. So is the like we discussed before, is the team the right team for this? Have they got the relevant experience? Can they be leaders? Can they hire great people? Um, so that's the kind of kind of ap academic way. Um, but for me, I I love it when I meet someone who, like I said, loves the problem that they're solving so much that they will be willing to sort of knock down walls to figure out this problem. And I love people also who can really sell a vision, which means that you get inspired and almost want to kind of be beside them in this journey. And I think that's a really important part of a, a young entrepreneur because, at, you know, when you're starting off, You have nothing. You have nothing but your equity and your idea. But you need to somehow attract people to come and work for your company, which, you know, someday might be worth 500 million, a billion, fingers crossed. And so the ability to sort of sell and communicate a vision and get people excited about it is is very important. And when you are in a conversation like that, it's just it's one of the best feelings in the world. If we have a listener from a startup who says like, Yes, I love the problem. I have the product. I have the market. I have the team. And they would like to have a chat with you or with Anthemis. How would you advise them? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to. My email address is sophiaanthemis.com. I'm happy to give that out to anyone. Uh, email me. Um, we have a, an email address at Anthemis called Pitch at Anthemis. Anyone can email in um, with their pitch deck and we will review it. Um, And then I think in terms of kind of the best way to put yourself forward is either just cold reach out or kind of chat to if you can chat to any of our portfolio companies and, and suss us out and as investor as well, because I think what some people fail to realize is it's a two way relationship. We need to be a good investor for you as much as you need to be an exciting startup for us. And so I think the average venture capital relationship is longer than a, the average marriage. So it's quite an important relationship. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, make sure that you're doing your research um, because one of the questions I always ask my startups right at the end is, what are you looking for from an investor apart from cash? Because uh, there's a lot of cash at the moment, but 
you know, the um, if we if we're not going to be a good investor for you, and if you don't need our skill set, then um, it's not going to be a good relationship. And last but not least, I saved the kind of the hardest question as the last question Great, today. Thank you. For that. Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, in Finland, when the Finnish national team can be any sports, when they win a championship, uh, people from all around Helsinki and the surrounding areas they gather in our market square, and they go skinny dipping. Um, we have a pool of Harvey's Amanda statue there. Which, by the way, is not recommended. Uh, it's a fragile piece of art. So my question to you would be, what would have to happen for you to do the same? Go skinny dipping in into the pool of Avi Zamanda. In my professional life or my personal life? Both. You can choose or give two examples. <laughs> and like Just a side note, I went swimming in the sea last weekend um, and it was very cold. It's, yeah. Ooh, but felt good afterwards. Um So professional, I we have a portfolio of 22 companies now and they're all incredible. So any one of those like achieving the the kind of heights that we know they can achieve in terms of like a really great exit for them and for us, 100% skinny, skinny dipping all day long. <laughs> um, in in terms of personal, I uh, I've I've really got into ultra running and trail running recently. I'd love to run one of the big mountain events at some point in my life and I don't even need to win that I just need to complete that and I would 100% skinny dip in freezing cold water um, so yeah those are my two <laughs> thank you very much Sophie for joining us that is not the way that I thought I would end this podcast <laughs> <laughs> perfect ending <laughs> and thanks to everyone who listened to the show and you can find us Subscribe to Hell of a Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your fave podcast apps. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs>